0: JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. Today we start a new mini-series called the JKR Podcast Texas Edition. It's going to be sponsored by Evolve Baseball Training. It's been in the works now for about two, three weeks now, getting all the recordings done, all the social media designs. It's been a pretty fun process meeting all these dudes from Texas. Um, to start off the mini-series though, we've got 2022 Texas A&M baseball signee Shane Sadoa on the show. Today we discuss playing for the Texas 12, which is a really legit baseball program in Texas. We'll talk about his pitching repertoire, talk about choosing his advisor, and also his passions beyond the field, among among other things. So let's tune in to today's episode and hope you guys enjoy it. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we've got one of the top prospects in Texas for the 2022 class, we got Texas A&M commit signee for the class of 2022, Shane Sadeo, on the show. Shane, I'm super pumped to get you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm
1: doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, man, of course. Uh, so, one question I always like to start off the show with with every guest that I have is: for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Shane Sadeo? Um,
1: well, start honestly. My name's Shane. I am very skinny and tall. I just pretty much play baseball. I'm pretty shy most of the time. And that's really about it. My life is very simple.
0: Okay. Base, just a simple baseball player. i love to hear it. So you're, you're actually, like I, like I mentioned, you're committed. You're signed on to Texas A&M Legit Baseball Program. So let's dig a little bit into your recruiting process. So when did that recruiting process start? And when did you start getting noticed by some of those D1 teams?
1: Uh, my recruiting process started my sophomore summer. That's whenever I started blowing up. At It was actually my first outing at Texas 12, which is a great organization. And after that, it just kind of blew up from there. And my Texas A&M, that started recently, like last year. And I I committed pretty much on the spot. I went on my visit. Next day, I committed. It was pretty quick.
0: Yeah. So who were some of those first schools that initially started talking to you uh, when you started playing for the Texas 12?
1: So my first school I ever talked to was Arkansas. And I, I mean, I liked them. I just, I kind of wanted to stay home just around this area. So that's how.
0: Yeah. Nothing. And who who were some of those other schools that you were talking to those couple of years before uh, A&M reached out?
1: Uh, one of the big ones I also talked to was Texas State. I also talked to Wichita State, Sam Houston, San Jack was a big one
0: because they're obviously pretty good at baseball. And that's pretty much about it. Yeah. So how how did those those initial conversations with some of those teams that reached out to you first, what were those conversations like and what was going through your head as you started talking to some D1 baseball programs?
1: It was honestly pretty pretty bad on my part because I had no idea how to talk to them. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And honestly, the excitement took over, and that was probably the only reason I was able to respond to them.
0: What So when you say the excitement took over, what exactly do you mean by that?
1: Uh, That I actually have the chance to go to the next level and play. I can actually continue my baseball career.
0: Okay, okay. Um, So then you said as soon as you took that visit to Texas A&M, you committed like the next day. So what was it at Texas A&M that stood out to you, and what was your visit at College Station? What was that like?
1: My visit at College Station was great. I, I mean, I loved it there. I didn't get to see the whole academic side of it which which means it means a lot but I'm looking for the baseball and not the full academics. But the baseball field was just amazing. I've obviously been there multiple times in my life. I'm only an hour away and it was just such a cool experience just to be in there and meet all the coaches and see the whole facility and what they're going to be doing with the facility. And it's just a great opportunity.
0: Yeah. So with with College Station only being an hour away from your hometown, are you are you been able to make it to a couple of games this spring?
1: I have. I've gone to three so far, and I've I've liked what I've seen.
0: Okay. With so being an hour away, your family's definitely going to be able to make it to some games once you start playing there next season, right? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So you guys got a lot of players committed already for obviously the 2022 class is probably pretty much done, but even the 23 and 24 class, you guys got some pretty solid committed players as well. So do you have any prior relationships with some of these guys um, as you head into the fall next spring? I mean, as you head into the fall at college station Um,
1: more, it's actually kind of funny because more than half of them are on my 12 team, my summer team. So I already know, most of them going into this and I'm actually going to be roommates with a couple of them.
0: Okay. So who are you going to be your roommates?
1: As of now, the only one I know for sure is, um, Mason Ruiz. Okay. He's our first baseman. He's very cool. He actually lives probably 15 minutes down the road from A&M.
0: Okay. So it's funny you bring up that text, Texas 12. Cause I was about to, I was going to ask you to uh, ask you some questions about that later on, but how far is that facility? The Texas 12 facility from your hometown of Montgomery?
1: It's in Katy, so it's around an hour away.
0: Okay, that's not too bad. How? So is that like an opposite direction of College Station, or is it around that same direction?
1: I am honestly in the middle between the Katy facility, and there's two different facilities. There's one in Katy and one in College Station, and I'm just like right in the middle.
0: Okay, so so the Texas 12 have two facilities, you're saying? Yes. Okay, so when exactly did you first get connected with the Texas 12?
1: My sophomore summer.
0: Okay. So who'd you play with before that?
1: I was all over the place.
0: Well let's um, let's let's hear it. Let's let's dig into that.
1: So I went back my freshman year with my team that I used to play with a lot. They're called the Kings. I don't know if you've ever heard them. I actually won the World Series with them in the Gulf Shores. That was probably the most fun team I've ever been on. And we just kind of did one last little tournament before we went off into our high school
0: kind of yeah. lives. Yeah. So that that program with the Kings that was kind of just a that they didn't have a high school program there. Um. What do you mean? So you said you said you guys did one last tournament before moving on to your high school lives. So after after you were done there, you decided you didn't want to play for the Kings anymore. Is what you're saying?
1: Oh. We that team was not a thing anymore.
0: Oh, like,
1: I see. I see. That was like our that was our final, like, tournament, and now everyone else is high school or they don't play anymore.
0: Okay, I see. So, um, how exactly did you get connected with the Texas 12, and how did that process go on for you to end up playing for them?
1: Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty sure it's because. I used to play with you probably know Chase Davis, Connor Benge and all them. Yeah. They were they were big names in Texas 12 and my my family's good friends with their family so they're kind of like you should just come over to 12. They're a great organization. It's probably one of the best decisions of my life.
0: Yeah. So you've gotten to play is it 2 years now for the Texas 12?
1: Uh yes. Okay. It's 2 years.
0: So with your 2 years of playing for them Obviously, they have a really rich history of some great ball players. I mean, Burrell Caraway to the Chicago Cubs, Luke and Baker. I mean, there's plenty of guys just to name off. But with all those top draftees that they've had, uh, some guys committed to SEC, Big Twelve schools. Just with you being an insider of the program, what have you seen that's led to that success for the Texas Twelve?
1: Uh, the coaching staff. The coaches are so involved with the players that they they actually talk to them and actually go out and get coaches to talk to them and they just have those connections
0: okay so with all those draftees and some of those guys going to some big schools do they ever come back and train with you guys um in the off season
1: um i probably i just haven't been there long enough to know about all that
0: okay so are usually when you're doing your tra- off season training or even in season training, you really don't go to that facility. Are you doing it mostly in your hometown?
1: Um, for twelve, I always go to that facility for practice. Okay. But not if I'm if I'm in season for high school or even off season for high school, I'll just be around here doing my own thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, your your class of, uh, your class hasn't I mean has a lot of college commits. But um, out of all the Knights nice teammates that you've played with, who are some of the guys that's kind of flown under the radar, um, in your opinion? Oof. High school or 12? A- anything. You can name a few high school guys. You can name a few guys on the 12. Uh, just roll with it.
1: My 12 team, I'm, I honestly don't think anyone flew under the radar. Everyone is, I think everyone got committed on my team. But my high school team has a lot of great talent. And I think one of those guys is Jaron Linus. He's my second baseman. He's from Oklahoma. He's committed to Tyler Juco, but I feel like he could go D1. And he's just a really scrappy player, and he's just got that mentality to want to win. Yeah. And he knows what he's doing at all times.
0: Yeah. So let's dig a little bit into just your overall play on the field. So, obviously, on perfect game, you're listed as a pitcher and a first baseman. So, when you head to College Station, is the plan to be just a P.O., or are you planning on maybe possibly being a two-way player?
1: I will most likely be a P.O.
0: Okay. So, let's let's dig into that pitching repertoire a little bit. What pitches do you throw? What's your best pitch or even your pitch that probably needs the most work?
1: Uh, Right now, I throw a fastball, a curveball, and a changeup. Just a three-pitch mix. And – I'd say my best pitch is probably my fastball. It moves a good amount, and it keeps hitters off balance. And my my curveball is my secondary pitch, and it it helps my fastball play up to a higher speed. And then my changeup is a work in progress. I just recently got a new grip, and I'm trying to get it down.
0: So are there any pitches that you're trying to want to add here in the future besides those three pitches? Or are there any pitches that you've tried in the past and just haven't worked out for you?
1: Uh, I think I'll end up <coughs> – I bet I bet the coaches – I'll bet you Yeski will want me to add a couple more. Or not a couple more, Just, just add in a different style of pitching. But I'd say slider. And I've been messing with a sinker lately, and it's been – been going pretty well just not enough to put in game yet yeah
0: so when you're deciding to possibly add another pitch what goes through your mind to actually start practicing and start messing with grips on a certain pitch that
1: honestly is just in practice you just got to throw it and see how it feels and if it's like oh yeah that felt good then you can maybe get into it more which that's what I did with my sinker I did that my junior year so last year and I just kind of been getting used to it over the year.
0: So, so this is obviously your senior season. Heading to College Station next fall, uh, what do you think are some of the biggest things you're trying to fix before you head to A&M's campus?
1: Hmm. Biggest things I'm trying to fix.
0: Baseball related, or hey, you can do personal. You can do well. Let's do one personal thing, and then a couple, maybe a couple baseball things you want to work on.
1: I'd say personal thing is I'm not a big like people person. I like to have my little friend group and I think I'm trying to kind of venture out and meet new people and then baseball related. I think I want to right now I do not like the weight room at all. So I'm going to have to get used to it. So I think I'm going to, Try to really get in the weight room and actually put forth the effort to get used to it.
0: Yeah. Well going to A and M, I mean, that's a big school. You'll definitely be able to work on becoming more of a people person. I know I go I go to Indiana University. We've got like forty five thousand kids here. You definitely you definitely get worked into the action quite a bit, getting to uh work with people just at a big college campus. Um But digging into your scouting report, let's say you're a scout watching your game. What would be your scouting report on yourself?
1: On myself? Yeah. I've seen many different reports about me, and it says that I carry myself as a 6'5", 230-pound kid, even though I'm 6'3", 150. And I guess that's just intimidation factor. I'm not entirely sure, but... I'd say that's my biggest thing is I I like to have that tempo of a bigger kid like that, but I'm obviously not a bigger kid like that.
0: So when you're intimidating, let's say you're imitating. Imita- sorry, what's the word? Imitating? Not imitating? In- intimidating? Intimidating? I I always sucked with that word, but let's say you're so intimidating good. some of those some of those hitters. Who were some of the hardest hitters that you faced? Who were some of the toughest outs that you faced in your career so far? Ooh.
1: Last night, I not last night, two nights ago, I had a pretty tough one. His name is Trey Ackerman. He's just a hard out every single time I face him. And then another kid just like him, he actually plays with me in high school. It's Blake Brown. And every single time we do live A-Bs for high school, he's one of the toughest ones I have to face. It's always a struggle to get him out. He's always fouling pitches off.
0: So are are those guys committed somewhere for school, or are those guys maybe some under-the-radar guys that really haven't talked to some schools? Those guys are both going to Sam Houston. Okay. So how far is Houston from you?
1: Sam Houston is probably – wait, Houston or Sam Houston?
0: Well, Sam Houston, that's in Houston, right?
1: That's in Huntsville.
0: Okay, so where's Huntsville at?
1: Huntsville is probably 30 to 45 minutes away.
0: Okay. And what about Houston? Houston's probably an hour. Okay. So do you, so being in Texas with all those big cities, are you able to travel to some of those bigger cities like Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, Austin? Are you able to travel there quite a bit? Uh, I
1: have a – for the 12, I had a Dallas tournament every year. That tournament was always fun. But that's pretty much the farthest I've gone in Texas driving-wise. But because everything else is just pretty far
0: away. Yeah. So when when you're playing your high school season schedule, are most of those? I know Texas is a big state. Are you traveling quite a bit, or are most of your games pretty close to your hometown in Montgomery? Most most games in district are
1: close around here. The farthest one is probably an hour and thirty. But in playoffs, we played an Austin team last year, so we had to drive out there and play them at their place.
0: So That's how probably the, the farthest? So how do those Texas postseasons work? Is there one champion in the entire state of Texas or are there like different divisions and classes and stuff like that?
1: So there's a – we go up to 6A. That's a, that's the size of our school, and it goes all the way down to 1A and then private school. And you'll just have one, one state champion for 6A and so on down there. Like one for 6A, one for 5A, one for 4A, and just
0: keep going. So, in Montgomery, are you guys competing for one of those state – what what uh, class are you guys?
1: We are 5A.
0: 5A. So, are you guys competing this year for one of those 5A state championships? Oh, 100%. What's, what's your guys' record right now?
1: Uh, in district, we are 4-1. and one. And then I think overall, we've only lost three games. I'm not entirely sure how many games we've played.
0: So when you're doing the postseason, does every in Texas does every high school make the postseason, or do you have to be top of your district or have a certain record?
1: You have to be top four, I believe, in your district, and then you play the district like beside you, and then you just go up from there. I'm not entirely sure how it works, but I know, I know there's six rounds.
0: So how many? How many? You said you have to be top four to make it to the postseason. How many teams are in your district? Eight. Eight. Oh, okay. That, I mean, that's that's a solid. That's that's solid. I mean, you, that's doesn't. I mean, not easy, of course, but I mean, that's a pretty good way to make it to the postseason.
1: It's easier than most.
0: Yeah. Uh, but let's let's dig a little bit into your advisor selection process. So we talked a little bit before we started recording um, about your advisor. Uh, So when was it that advisors started reaching out to you? And then what advisor did you end up signing with?
1: So I ended up signing with Matt McConnell with ISE Baseball. And they started coming around right before high school ball. And I decided to pick them because they just seem reliable. And they would actually reach out. We actually had a Zoom call together. They actually had interest, and they—they're signed with like David Ortiz um, and all those big names. And what are some other big names?
0: I mean, I've heard—I've heard of ISE Baseball. They've got—they've got a place in Indianapolis, which is about an hour away from me. I know they do football, basketball, and baseball. I mean, they're a pretty legit agency.
1: Yes. Any other day, I could name so many players with them, just because I, I remember reading through their little booklet, and they have so many Hall of Famers that they're signed with, and a lot of MLB players right now, and a bunch of pro guys and college guys. But I just I'm drawing a blank on. So who they're all? It's with. it's
0: all good. So when you were going through that recruiting process with them, what were some of those meetings like? So what were some of the discussions? What were talked about? And then overall, what was it that put them on top? Of- compared to some other advisors that reached out?
1: Um, they are the only advisor that reached out to me, and I just decided to take them. But some the Zoom call, it was mostly about the draft process. They were just teaching me about how the draft actually, like, went and, like, how it all worked out and everything.
0: So with the, with the draft being 20 rounds this year, like, have you been talking to any teams this fall or even this spring? Or do you think it's going to be a pretty solid chance that you end up in College Station next fall?
1: I've been talking with a, I, I think I've reached out to more than half the league, and I have I have a couple scouts coming out to every game that I've pitched in so far. So, okay. but I'm looking forward to going A and M. Yeah, but also keeping the draft in the back of my head.
0: So, so now that you've already not signed with ISe, but you're working with them. What are how, how often are you talking to Matt with ISD, and what were some of those conversations like now that you've already committed to him?
1: Um, the conversations are definitely a lot more chill, and I'd say he reaches out every week just to see how it's going, and he's just checking up on me.
0: Okay, all right. Well, let's, let's move on a little bit um, from baseball. We've talked about baseball enough. Let's move on to some of your passions. So what are some of your passions beyond the baseball field? Oof.
1: Passions. Can you give me an example?
0: Any, I mean, like. anything that you like to do besides baseball. So let's say, I mean, Luke Billings, um, he's, he likes playing the guitar. Sam Erickson, he was doing some mixed martial arts. So anything that you like to do off the field besides baseball.
1: Um, my biggest thing that I like to do off the field is just hang out with my friends, just have fun, not try to think about baseball. And another, like another hobby that I like to do is I like to go golf. I'm not very good at it, but I still like to go and have fun with my
0: friends. So Montgomery, do they have a couple golf courses there in town?
1: Oh, they got a bunch.
0: Yeah. Is so Montgomery, is that like a bigger town or is that smaller town?
1: Uh, I'd say it's a medium. Yeah. medium town it's, so bes- it's growing
0: though so besides playing golf are there some other cool things you like to do um in your hometown of montgomery
1: that's that's the thing there's not a whole lot to do here unless you want to drive an hour somewhere but oh my gosh
0: now that i think about it, there really isn't a whole lot to do here so you say you have to drive an hour to go do some things. What, what are some places you have to drive an hour to to go do something? Like another thing that's fun to do is there's a go-kart place,
1: and the go-karts go like 25, 30 miles an hour. It's just fun to go out there and just compete with your friends, try to get a higher score than them, higher time or lower time. It. Or you could just go to like a game find a college game to go to that's why I like to go to A&M whenever I have the chance just because it's something
0: to do yeah I mean in Texas I mean there's colleges all over the place you can definitely find I mean colleges everywhere in that in that state I went there a couple of weeks ago for the first time ever and felt like I was passing a college every 15 minutes
1: there's a bunch of colleges it's yeah. just such a such a big place
0: Yeah, so I got one last question for you before we end off the podcast. Obviously, I mean, it's probably in the back of your mind right now with your season going on, the draft uh, possibly uh, this summer, and then heading to A&M this fall. But with the NIL regulations that came out last year, 2021, um, has your mind crossed that at all as maybe some potential brands that you'd like to work with in the future when you're at A&M?
1: Definitely. I want to sign one just so I have some extra money to – go out and do the things that I want to do. But I think one of the brands I want to do is Rain energy drinks. Have you heard of them? I have. I really enjoy those. I have one before every start. I probably have one every day. I just I'm
0: a caffeine addict. Yeah. So are there are there any like small businesses in Montgomery or even in College Station that you've thought about working with in the future?
1: I don't think I've thought well, actually, I haven't thought that deep into it. No,
0: yeah, I was. I mean, I was just curious. But Shane, that's all I got for you, I really want to. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I'm looking forward to following your career here next season when you start at A and M. Um, so, like I said, just thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. And that's going to wrap it up for the first episode of this JKR podcast Texas edition mini interview series. Just want to thank Shane for coming on the show today. I'm really looking forward to see what he's able to do at College Station next fall, next spring, even these next 4 years coming up. Um, He's going to be one of multiple guys we got coming on um, within this mini-series that are actually committed to Texas A&M. So that's going to be exciting to see how Texas A&M baseball is going to be going these next couple years. They're already a pretty good program playing in the SEC, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, to follow which guests are coming on here these next couple of weeks for the Texas series, make sure to follow us on social media at, at jkr underscore podcast. on on Instagram and Twitter. Also check out our website, www.jkrpodcast.com. I update those pretty regularly to make sure the schedules are out there for you guys. So make sure to check those out to see which players are coming on next. And I'll catch you guys tomorrow for the next interview.